I think just thinking about going to Seattle brought the bad juju of our group. Good job, guys. Proud of you. Thanks. Hey, we do our best to do the best we can. Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, we're back for another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my friends, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing today? Pretty good. Doing great. Had a good weekend with the kids. We actually uh, took them to two, not one, but two movies this weekend. Double feature? Yes, sir. Use wow. up all those gift cards. Haven't, yeah. had, haven't had double feature like this since the drive-in, if anybody can remember those days. We do, because we're old. Those drive-ins and, were fun. Yeah, so we, we took them to the first one on, on a Friday night. We took them to see the new animated Grinch movie that's out mm-hmm. in theaters now. They keep it, remaking that movie over and over. I know, right? This has got to be, what, the third rendition? Yeah, how was that? So I was a little bit, I thought it was a little bit questionable going into it. Mm. Interesting what I what I did there, but it was actually much better than I thought it was going to be. It was definitely worth a go. Um, the kids really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Nice little twist on the old story. I won't give too much away. No spoilers here. Yeah, thanks. But if you... Uh, if you're debating going, I'd definitely take the kids and go see it. Awesome. We'll have to check it out. And what was movie number two? The new Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, I'm a I'm a Potter freak. Yes. We are a big Harry Potter family as well. So it was good. Lived up, lived up to everything you think it would be. It was good. Definitely recommend going to it if you're a Harry Potter fan or you like the first Fantastic Beasts. It definitely was just as good as the first. We nerd out about movies, sports. We, we're nerds of everything. So. We're just, we're, yeah, we're just nerds. We're, we're, we're well-rounded. We're just anything we're into. We're nerdy. We gotta go to the extreme, yeah. right? So maybe if you guys go see the movie, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about it. But I will save any cool, interesting pieces until there one of go. you gone to see it. Sounds good. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about our fan Sam's question from last week. We'll get into that a little bit. Get your guys' opinion as long as, as well as mine. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit of news around the sports universe in wisconsin going a little bit of bucks and nba talk and then we'll wrap up talking a bit about our fantasy results and give you a little bit of teaser um, for our picks this week since it is thanksgiving weekend or week i should say we are going to forego the midweek podcast we want to give all of our fans a break to be with their families instead of hold up somewhere just listening to in questionable a, to return podcast, yeah. Listening to us. That's that's what everybody does on Thanksgiving. Is that's not to good questionable manners. Return podcast. Right. So we're definitely get a chance to go back and look at some of our past episodes. If you haven't listened to them, we give you a nice little chance this week to catch up. So as as always, we need to go ahead and correct ourselves. So what do we got for us, Pete? Well, failure is the key to success. Each mistake teaches us something. And Andy failed <laughs> to. Pay attention to his fantasy lineup in our league. Oh, oh yes. This podcast has totally destroyed my 14-team league. Andy, what Hardware. happened? Andy's he won our league three years. He won years. three championships, he's and now he to, just doesn't care anymore. He's been to the Super Bowl of our league, what, five times? Yes. I don't know. The ridiculous One, three? I, I started in 10 out, years? I started out amount. as the Buffalo Bills to the Dallas Cowboys that you were, Mike. I beat Andy two times in the Super Bowl. Right at the start of the league. And then I played him two more times recently and lost. So we're we're even two and two. But Andy also won another Super Bowl. But Andy, explain yourself. How did you not set a roster? So I did I did go ahead and make a bunch of moves during the week to cover bye weeks for my defense kicker. And I want to say tight end. I think they were all on bye this week. So it was a little bit rough. So I got that figured out but by the time i realized to go in and actually set to make sure that nobody was not playing that was actually in my active roster I marvin e. jones marvin jones i was not able to because it was after the noon start the kids had a dribble club thing this after like this morning so they didn't get wrapped up until after the noon games kicked off oddly enough with all of the the turmoil that my team's in i'm still projected to win john well that's good for you under one point victory hopefully Yes. By Monday night. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's your correction. Oh, I you think I got a few make. more. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Fail fast. Yeah. Fail. 
Mike referred to the game in Mexico as overseas. Mike, where is Canada? Canada's just north of us. Okay, what's across the pond? England. Okay, what's south of us? South America. <laughs> between Don't a, forget between about an ocean? Mexico. Oh, between okay, an what's ocean? Central America? Okay. Trump didn't build his trough in between his sea yeah, and there's between no us moat. yet. There's no moat There's there no yet. moat yet. Well, if you fly from like Florida to Mexico, you go over the Gulf of Mexico. Which the Kansas Gulf? City yeah. and Los Angeles? Is that technically a sea? Uh, you'd say it's part of the Caribbean Sea. Sure. I got nothing. I okay. Got nothing. All right. Um, I referred me, Pete, said the Hawks won 60 games in Bud's first season. It was actually his second season. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, I'm terrible. Andy mentioned power running back with Amon Green and Dotson. Were you thinking hey. Earl Dotson? Yes, I Earl was. Dotson. Yeah, I think you meant Kevin Barry and the bacon package. Yeah, referring to when we used to bring in an extra O lineman for yeah. the so power running game. So was the Earl Dotson from? Was that like the Dorsey Elevens? Earl Edgar Dotson Bennett era was on the Super Bowl roster, right? The ninety six, so. and I think he might have been. Did he get hurt that year, or was he filling in for someone else being hurt? Yeah, I can't, I'd have to look back. I don't remember. Yeah, so I'm yeah. pretty sure that was like the 95, 96 seasons. Although yeah. he kind of bled into the 2000s, I Yeah, believe. and then he, he did stick around a little bit. But he, he yeah, is, I don't think from he what I remember about him, he supposedly had some hearing problems. Yes. And that affected him with false starts. It is, did a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will take him now <laughs> for our offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. I said Thon Maker. What is the correct pronunciation of his name? I think everybody says Maker, though. I think he has said it's technically McCure, but everyone does say Maker. Even listening on the radio, like yeah. Ted Davis always is Thon Maker. No, it's just like I don't think I've heard anybody in the media refer to him as. So, so what's our stance going to be? What is our official pronunciation of Thon Maker going to be? I would say Thon Maker Shot Taker. Oh, nice Thon Maker Shot Shut Taker. Chain. All right, all right. Andy I said, re- I really hope oh. he doesn't play a lot. Because that's going to get really, well, with, really crazy with for hence, our recaps. Thonmaker Shotmaker goes in for a, <laughs> <laughs> comes in off the bench for 13 and three boards. So we shouldn't th- extend it to Thonmaker Shotmaker Heartbreaker? Ooh, <laughs> you guys are good today. I'm out of a I'm move. I'm proud of you guys. I'm out of, I'm out on of, a roll. Let's keep I'm it out on of, a roll. I'm out of rhymes. Let's keep it going here. I'm Andy. Out of, I'm out of rhymes. Move on to the You next said Sanquan instead of Saquon. <laughs> like San Quentin? <laughs> Yeah, and we're good at pronunciation. Ended up being the best pick of the draft. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't have Definitely. to know their names. We don't. We'll talk about that hey. later. Hey, suckers! I don't want to. Okay, uh, the executive of the year is David Stearns. Right? Nope, nope. It's it's Billy Bean. It was decided like on November fourth. I'm sorry we missed that. <laughs> so Whoops. that was not a good choice by us. Yeah, I guess it just is it the team that overachieves the most. Is that just executive so. of the year and manager of the year? Okay, on Mike, um, we had a question from Sam. You said he, mm-hmm. he, but she. We don't know. Sam could be a girl. That is true. I man. have, I've known a couple Samanthas that go by Sam. Right. So, so I'm we'll, sorry for. Sorry, Sam. We'll address your question coming up here. I'm sorry for assuming gender. That's uh, active aggression. Those are my corrections. You Our guys bad. better. You guys better be better next week. I think I'm going to do a lot of mistakes just on purpose, just so as Pete yeah. has a lot to do. I have a lot of homework over the holiday. Do. Right. So before we go into our questionable comments and mail, I do want to wish you guys happy anniversary. We are officially Aww, a month old. old what did you get me? One month. Diamond? No. Is one month wood? Or um, or metal? I think one month is garbage. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I think we made it one month. I think it grants us another month. All right. To be honest. Yeah. How about this? We'll we'll keep making these no matter how many people are listening. And yeah. I have a f- Sorry I have a, for you guys. <laughs> I have a fun fact about hitting one month. Yeah. I like to put everything in terms of cat years Perfect. because I'm a cat owner and I have sweet, sweet little Luna. Cat my, my gray cat. If we were a kitten at one month, we'd begin to stand. So isn't Aww. that exciting, everyone? We're, 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 eyes, up. we're up. Eyes open. We're up. Teeth forming and by one month standing. So good job by us. We're standing. We did Kinda. it. We did it. <laughs> so here's, here's a couple of fun facts. Um, first of all, one month. Thank you to our friends, family, uh, for their support, and all you listeners out there. Uh, we've enjoyed reaching out to you guys, sharing our thoughts, actually having you guys listen, which is a miracle. So thank you for all of that. We've eclipsed the 400-plus listens, so that's pretty fantastic. 
Awesome. A hundred a week about. Nice. So hopefully we can keep that growing and that all depends on you guys listening out there. So keep that up. Um, we do have listeners officially in the United States, obviously. Sweden. Ooh, that's a new one. Canada. Hey there. United Kingdom. And our favorite Irishman, Chris. Oh, Chris from Ireland. And we'll have to keep an eye out with Sweden now. Maybe Christoph from Sweden will email right. in too. So in honor of our one month anniversary, we'd like to play you guys a little, a little clip of how we feel. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we're always going to hang out. That's right, guys. We're always going to hang out and do the podcast. You sure about that? We, I, uh, yes, Pete. Okay. I give it another month. Andy's Tops. threatening me with a Has, knife have right you, now. Have you seen the movie Misery, Pete? Yeah, I don't feel good right now. Can I, can I leave? <laughs> There's a lock on you, the basement door. You'll be doing the podcast from my bed. I mean, we've made it. You'll have Alex Smith legs. <laughs> we've made oh, it what? so brutal. We've made it what? Oh, my God. Yeah, Alex Smith legs. We made it like 20-something years as friends, so I, I think we're stuck. Yeah, it's been fun so far. Let's keep it going. All right. And we mentioned Sam, who wrote in last week. So let's finally get around to answering Sam's question, which was, if you could pick one Wisconsin sports athlete... To keep in his prime forever, who would it be? And Sam mentioned Paul Molitor of the Brewers. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Coincidentally enough, as I'm trying to fall asleep at 3 in the morning and watching YouTube, recommended for me on YouTube was Game 6 of the 1993 World Series. Wow. Wow. Blue Jays, Phillies. So I I click on that because that's famously Joe Carter's walk-off home run. The only World Series game to end on a walk-off. So I'm like, I'm going to watch that moment. And right before Joe Carter, Paul Molitor up there, he was the MVP. He was 12 for 24, two doubles, two triples, two home runs that series. And I was thinking, yeah, what a great hitter he was. Yeah, he was awesome. He was just a pure hitter, hitting leadoff for the Brewers all those years. He was injured a couple of years in, in between, but he was still just yeah, solid. Yeah, he had a great career. But have you guys given this some thought? Yeah, I... You might? I did. I mean, it's kind of tough because what do you choose? Packers, Brewers, Bucks, maybe? Let's just go with the big three, I guess. Right. I, I mean, we all wanted Dan Jansen in right. his prime for the rest of Because, man, Bonnie speed Blair. skating. Dominant, speed skating, yeah. it has to be one of the best sports in the Olympics, really. So, mm-hmm. What about the curling team? Ooh. Does that count as one? Or do I they're have to they're in their water? prime right now. We got to wait. We got to wait. Maybe ten years down the line, we'll answer that again, and then it'll be curling. But I uh, I had a couple guys. I'll just may, uh, can I rattle off my my guys and sure. then tell you my whoa, big whoa, whoa, choice whoa, whoa. or what do you want to do you here? Have, you have a multiple. I have a lot, man. I have tough. I have two honorable mentions and then my actual. Pick. Okay, okay. I have three. So okay. I have uh, one, two, three, four. Okay, and anyone speak up if you uh, have a duplicate. Then. Okay, so, so I'll start off with the Packers. Okay. I have I have Amon Green and Sterling Sharp as my two like big prime guys. I would love I would have loved to keep Amon Green. He ages twenty three to twenty six. He averaged fourteen hundred yards, sixty receptions, and he also had four hundred seventy eight yards receiving on average. He also amassed forty one touchdowns in those seasons. He was he had the eighteen hundred yard. That um, rushing 1883, it kind of got, right. got overshadowed because it's the same year Jamal Lewis ran for 2000. Right. So yeah. People kind of forgot that he had almost 1900 yards rushing. Right. And then Sterling Sharp, of course, he had the two back to back over 100 yards receiving. I mean, if we would have had him, like that would have been in the modern, you, yeah. you just gave modern me chills. NFL? Just gave me chills right, thinking yeah. if we had Sharp and, right now. And he has the Packers all time leading rusher. He did take over Jim Taylor's yes. um, rushing record when he came back to us in 2009. Yeah. Just edged it out with 8,322. So those are my Packers. Uh, Brewers, I have two. Uh, kind of different ones, maybe. I'm hoping I catch you guys off mm-hmm. guard. <laughs> so I have Cecil Cooper. Nice. My oh. dad would be proud of that one. And I have Ben Sheets. Ooh. Ooh. So Cecil Cooper, Ooh. I don't know. He wasn't in Ooh. our era. I mean, he was in the 80s, 70s, 80s. Uh, but he hit 300 every year. He had 122 and 126 RBIs at one point in his career to lead the league. He was under 100 Ks every year. Um, he also had a .993 fielding percentage as a first baseman, and he was an MVP candidate for five of the six years he he played in those in those years. I was kind of twenty age twenty eight to 20, 28 to thirty three for the Brewers. So well, 
Our listener Sam mentions Paul Molitor. My dad always says he loved those Brewers teams where it was Molitor, Yount, Cooper. That was the one, two, three yeah. for years, and those guys could all just hit. Cooper maybe gets overlooked because right. of hitting behind. But you Molitor look at his average. Like, he averaged three fifty one year. Like he yeah. was solid yeah, hitter. So and then Ben Sheets, of course. I think of the one year, and he might be a really good choice for me. But I, I my number one is not him. So, but Ben Sheets had that one year where he had a 264 strikeouts, five complete games, ERA of 2.70, whip a nine, 0.98. Like, he I was remember. eighth in Cy Young, but he ended up under 500 because the Brewers right. could not hit whenever he, he lost pitched. the ER title to Randy Johnson yes. on like the last day or the la- one of the last days yeah. of the season that year. That's that how good was he was. Yeah. So, I'll save my, I'll save it for the end, I think. I think. Oh, we'll you're going to leave some suspense, huh? Or do you want me yeah. to say it now? Well, we'll save it for then. I'll let okay. you guys talk now. Because I also have two honorable mentions, but do you want to go first, Andy? So wait, wait. I don't have any bucks, but I do have to give props. There are a couple guys every e- every era, but whoa, whoa. no, whoa. I I have. I mean, Kareem Dandridge in the seventies. You have Oscar. Moncrief, Marcus Johnson in the eighties, and then of course Ray Allen. I think would be my bucks. What about Oscar Robertson. He was in the later of his career. Oh, man, I think so he. But I was thinking more towards what he did for the team. So Oscar didn't wasn't a triple double guy. He was with the Cincinnati Royals. Royals, yes, Cincinnati Royals. So that's when well, he had his. Triple you mentioned doubles. Kareem. I did have him as one of my honorable mentions. Nice. It's a little tough because he only played six years, but in those realize in the six years he was with the Bucks, he was an All Star every year, MVP three times, and they did win the title the seventy seventy one season. So oh, what, definitely he was. Solid. So I want to I want to do Kareem as well. I looked back on it, but the more I researched about that a little bit, the more of the turmoil that he brought to the team, right? Wanting to leave, basically demanding to leave Milwaukee. Basically, yeah, he he just refused to play for Milwaukee, and he had brought a title to the city. So I think so. So what it I didn't made it so I didn't know if Sam does all that come with it. So the prime think, of Kareem, I think you'd have to take the off the field baggage too. I think so too. Yeah, off the court. But yeah. I think it's it's kind of nice to see just right now that he supports the Bucks. Yeah, so. I think I mean the city's transformed. I think we're a much different city than it was back then. Right. And I and I do like that he's an ambassador for the Bucks. So yeah, he said he kind of regrets the way things went down. That yeah, it was pretty brutal. If you ever read, there's a I forgot what the story is. Maybe we'll post it on on social media, but. Yeah, that was an interesting write-up about the background and how that really went down, as told by himself. So definitely Google that if you want to go into it. It's pretty crazy. So one of your honorable mentions was Kareem. Got right. Who else do you got here? No. Do you want one of my honorable sure, mentions? Yeah. So one of my honorable mentions was CC Sabathia. Oh, what a fun year that was. So what, interest, what was interesting about that is we got him for half a year. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm basically saying I want to steal that half a year and I want that forever. So in that in that half a year, he had seven complete games, and three of those were shutouts. And he went on he went on to pitch eleven wins, two losses, an ERA I think below three. Was it? I believe something? so. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And over 128 strikeouts in less than half a season. What was also interesting I thought about was he actually was fifth in voting for the NL Cy Young, which is crazy. And sixth in every. And <laughs> Everybody sixth in remembers MV- he came from the AL yeah, to the he, NL. He played half, 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 half a year, season. Yeah. No, no. And also sixth in voting on MVP. Yeah, that's really crazy. Yeah, the, so the no hitter. Option. The no hitter was taken away from him against the Pirates when he had. He, he basically the had the air. He dropped. It was right. an air. And then um, he pitched every three days. Yeah, remember he was pitching on short rest. I remember one game. He hit a home run. Yeah, that was a yeah, game-winning home run, and pitched like a shutout or yeah, a yeah. one-run game. He was, he was just amazing. doing it all. It's a good choice. Yeah, and he he really was a big reason we broke that long playoff drought. Finally, right, two thousand eight, right. we had not yeah. been to the playoffs. So my thought was like, if you can give the Brewers an ace for eternity, that was an interesting pick. But honorable mention. Well, that's a good one. How many more honorable mentions do you have? Uh, one more, and then I have a uh, the actual pick. All right, I have one more too. But this this could be someone's actual pick. This is honorable mention. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Ooh, not an yeah. actual pick nice. for me. That's nice. a good pull. Yeah, I think he gets it. Kind of gets forgotten how long he was in Milwaukee. Yeah, with the Braves. Remembered with the Braves, he had twelve seasons with the Milwaukee Braves, then nine with the Atlanta Braves, and then two back with the Milwaukee Brewers right. to end his career. So right. he had fourteen years in Milwaukee, and I mean. 
everyone knows. You know, there's not much to say about right. Hank Aaron. I mean, he, they won the World Series in '57. He was the MVP that year, and that's Milwaukee's last great baseball year, so, I guess. So my uncle is a huge fan of Hank Aaron. He's he's a big fan of the Milwaukee Brewers, not the Milwaukee Brewers, but the Milwaukee Braves. And what was interesting is he always bugged him that he broke the home run record in Atlanta. Yeah. Like that was very, even to this day, he still talks about that. Like that should have happened in Milwaukee. He's, he was a Milwaukee brave. He's a Milwaukee brave. And then he's a Milwaukee brewer at the end, like you mentioned. So I don't like to this day, he was a huge Braves fan and it still rubs him the wrong way that he didn't do it in Milwaukee. Yeah. It's so. kind of a shame. The Atlanta Braves get like all the credit for his success, <laughs> no, even though he spent 12 years with the Milwaukee Braves. It's just, he's just remembered as how many, how many years was he actually with Atlanta before he came back? Nine years with Atlanta. Oh, it's a heck of a career. Yeah, he still is the all-time leader in RBI and total bases. Obviously, wow. certain cheater may have passed him in home runs. <laughs> and if you want to do one other pick, I did ask before we get into our actual picks. Mm-hmm. I did pull my son. Mm-hmm. I gave him the background mm-hmm. and let him pick. So I was expecting, to be honest, I was expecting Giannis was almost his pick. Just for relevance right one. now, and I, and I couldn't have argued with that one. He did debate over Aaron Rodgers, which I was like, also hmm. be a good one. That is one of my honorable mentions. But he actually settled on Christian Yelich. Oh, I like it. I like it, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting to hear his background of why he thought that. We'll, we'll see what he does for the rest of his career as a brewer, but solid choice so far. Yeah, talking about prime, yeah. he's in it right now. Mm-hmm. He just liked it because of all the off-the-field stuff he said he did as well because he hears about all the stuff that he did donating his time and all the stuff he did at like the children's hospital. Um, so that was all equally played into it so i was actually pretty pretty interested to hear what he said had to say not just on the field stuff he'll take over my my spot pretty soon <laughs> being eight years old when, once he's 10 maybe right all right does that mean we're down to everyone's actual pick well i i i, did, did I didn't act, know we were going this somebody, format i told you all my picks did somebody actually oh, i got my one pick oh who, so did somebody who actually your, pick aaron Rodgers? no so that was my no, other, that no. was my other honorable so, mention. So who is your who is your? One so I'll eight? start off because I ha- I kind of told you all my guys. My yeah, honor- I had three honorable mentions and my guy. So, so I I really something that we really need right now as a Packer fan is Amon Green. Amon Green in his prime was an elite back, and he was something that I would love to have over and over and over with Aaron Rodgers. We would win championship after championship after championship with with uh, Amon Green on this team, I feel. He was just so dynamic. But what happens when Aaron Rodgers retires and there's no QB anymore? Then you have Amon Green. Just feed him the ball 25 times like you used to. I don't know. I I just really liked Amon Green. I think my my decisions were between um, probably Ben Sheets and Amon Green. Sheets in that one year. you gave us your nominees and best picture goes to. Best picture, I think Amon Green. I did love Amon Green. That. 2003 season we mentioned the 1883 rushing that's one of the most fun Packer seasons ever for a season that didn't right. result in a title well that was the year they had he had a 90 yard touchdown I believe right against Denver against Denver and everybody was looking up at the screens because of who Ari- was Arizona Minnesota Arizona, Minnesota yeah. yeah yeah the the pool touchdown and, and that was the year we really did turn the offense into a run first team it was right it was run to set up Favre in the pass instead of trying to make Favre win every game and yeah definitely yeah. i mean you just think of what he what he did and 1400 yards a year right. and like you said his pass catching skills would yeah. really fit in in the modern nfl definitely so that's my choice do you mind if i take the next one mike sure go ahead so the one honorable mention i really wanted to pass across was aaron i think he's a generational Obviously, player yeah I, I guess we should mention aaron his, his 2011 season still goes down as a almost a statistical anomaly on how right. efficient he was Led the team to a fourteen-one record. The one loss, as we mentioned earlier, was when the Superfans went to Kansas City. But he, his touchdown per, like percentage efficiency was ridiculous. He, it's still one of the top in NFL history. But that was not my pick. No, nobody took Aaron. My pick as well is Amon Green. Nice, oh. nice. So like it. So one of the things I I mentioned since arriving in Green Bay in two thousand from Seattle. He got voted to four consecutive uh, Pro Bowls yes. between 2001 and 2004, despite his tendency to fumble. Yeah. Other than that, like I'm, I think all I have done, the same thing as Pete had mentioned, I think having a constant runner, especially in today's NFL, he could catch the ball too. That 
would just be wonders to have to not have to worry about a running back yeah. and not break down. I guess that's the big thing. Quarterbacks they have longevity, and I think the game is becoming easier for them. The running game is still something that a, a decent quarterback will still always need. So I think having one of those type of running backs in his prime forever would be amazing. Definitely. Yeah, we were kind of just talking about this before the podcast, how it seems like there's kind of a handful of really elite running backs, and then it seems like all the rest are so right. interchangeable. Some random guy we've never heard of for the Ravens had 100 yards. So, I mean, I'm hoping Aaron Jones can be special, but, yeah, if you have someone like Amon Green. I guess like one thing I didn't guy. even notice either was he had six 1,000-yard rushing seasons, and that's a, still a Packer record, and he beat, like, Jim Taylor's five. So Jim Taylor was the running back royalty for the yeah. Packers until I'm on Green. Very came. long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually going to pick him, and I just I think the the type of runner in today's NFL, I think Amon was a better fit. So that was my pick. So nice Good job, choice. Pete. Good choice. And you're going to find Doom. this crazy. Drum roll, please. Right. We got my pick is Chew. No. Um. I picked Russell. Russell Wilson. How many times have oh we said right. if we just had a quarterback, oh, the Badgers would yes, be good? Definitely. Well played, sir. Russell Holy Wilson. Cow. One season, 2011. It's the most passing yards in the season, 3,175. Most touchdown passes in a season for a Badgers quarterback, 33. But honestly, did that was that much of a record you could really break? I mean, he could have done you know that what, left-handed. Do you know what second place is? Hornibrook last year oh, is the second man. most touchdown, second best touchdown you pass. Guys, what was the number? What was 20, the number? Twenty-five. I would Jeez. have guessed Bevel maybe. There is guys like low twenties were good seasons. So Russell Wilson, he's also the. What did like Stave and like Sorge have? Any of those have like twenty years? Bollinger. Like, yeah, there Bollinger were. Was good Bollinger's more of a runner, like, maybe. I don't know. Like yeah, like low twenties. Oh, it's that's so how bad it is. Russell so, Wilson we're, we're is so the bad. All-time completion percentage leader at seventy-two point eight percent. Just playing one season one was season. enough. So thank yeah. you, NC State. Plug Russell Wilson into every Badgers lineup. That is ever, amazing. Yeah, and there you go. They good choice. They lose to Alabama in the title game every year. You always one up us. Mike. Lock it in. That's awesome. I even thought about from a. Uh, there's a couple things I considered. Also, it was like Michael Finley with the Badgers basketball, somebody like that, and his prime, constantly being part of the the program. I just. I think NCAA gets overshadowed the pro so much, but nice pull. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up Sam's question. I think, Thanks, uh, Sam. That I was a good conversation. I really yeah. like that question. Keep them coming. We got to get people in our mailbag more. Yeah, keep them up. We, as you as mentioned, like these are real people writing into us. We try to get you on the show as soon as we can. So you should hear your your mail pretty quickly after you submit it. I know we were a little bit late with uh, Chris from Ireland one, um, so we'll try to do better, Chris. He did write in and mention that he flew in to the states for the packers dolphins game so welcome wow. to america hey Chris from Ireland. i hope you had a good time hope hope green bay was good for you and speaking of the badgers football they won a thriller 47 44 in triple overtime nice jonathan taylor career high 321 yards which this is kind of surprising that's only best for third all-time, third best <laughs> oh, game man. in Wisconsin history. Ron Dane had 339, 1996 against Hawaii. And, of course, Melvin Gordon had that monster 408-yard game against Nebraska. But NCAA record for one week. One right. week. And was it Pirine? Who yeah, I believe it? so. But that was but, a pretty exciting game. But Melvin game. Gordon didn't need three overtimes to do it, did he? No, he did not. No. So I sometimes gamble. A little bit. A little bit. I was very, oh. very confident in the under- 55 oh, and a don't half. Tell me. Oh, no. Easy. Easy. I mean, it's cold weather. Halftime, you thought you were cruising into victory. Halftime was 10 to 3, 13 points. Got this. There's no way this hits 55 and a half. It hit 91. <laughs> <laughs> Triple overtime, really, you know. Mike, went to, went, Mike went to go spend that money already. I know. I was I was in shock. Once it, once as, it went as to shocked overtime. as Coach Bud watching that game on his yeah, DVR when making, he saw Danny Davis make that catch. I was making full OBJ. Coach Ooh. Bud face. And that was face. that was that was one of the most amazing catches what? of the year. Well, he caught he caught both of the touchdowns at the end of the game. There. Yeah. yeah, the one that was one handed was that was insane. It just stuck. It looks ridiculous. Glove. Those so, gloves should be illegal. It's yeah. just putting stick them on your hands. It it does seem a little too easy sometimes. <laughs> too easy. So good showing by Badgers uh, football. Badgers basketball also had a good showing. Ninety six fifty nine win over Houston over, Baptist. Oh, I was thought wow. you were going to say Duke. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. the, Take that, Zion. <laughs> but uh, the noteworthy thing is Hap becomes the Badgers' all-time leading rebounder. 
ranked seventh in school history in points, third in steals, sixth in block, and 13th in assists heading into Sunday's game. So he's put up pretty good numbers across the board. He's going to go down as one of the better Badgers. And yeah. You might not really think of him as that kind of player. Yeah, I think it was the second double-double on the season already consecutively. Yeah. So, man, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. He's going to get some play this year. So a lot of you uh, may not know it, but I am a graphics designer, and I love logos and new logos and jersey designs. And the Marlins redid their logo again. They, I feel like they redo it a lot, but I feel like they nailed it. They nailed it this year. If you could look at that logo, it looks pretty great. They have the bright colors. Uh, bright blue they just have two colors this time i think they had like a, a rainbow in their last right. logo. Yeah, too much going too on. many much going on yeah, i didn't so. like that orange that, that straight orange in there was yeah so it's like a like a pinkish orange and then like a like a blue that looks pretty solid i like it too it so i got i brought up this because the next thing i wanted to talk about was the bucks and are playing in their soccer uniforms tomorrow night which is monday and it's the ethiopia. denver, denver bucks soccer the ethiopia tribute i'm game. sorry to all of our ethiopian <laughs> fans but i don't like your country soccer jerseys is so that, maybe that's why we hadn't had any international ethiopia listeners this right. far. yeah they're way all, to go mike they're all unsubscribing now so another miami team did it pretty awesome and they unveiled it i think they had their city city day today LeBron lights up the heat for 51 points tonight, Sunday night, but the heat light up the TV with their jerseys in the court, baby. (laughs) I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's good. Oh, yeah. That redesign looks incredible. The court looked awesome. Yeah, we watched part of this game, and yeah, the court is so bright. I loved it. It was... It just takes me back to playing like Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah, yeah, my city. yeah like, that's what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, these feel like if Tony Montana went to a <laughs> basketball game, this is the uniforms they'd be wearing. So funny thing oh is it's CBSSports.com did like a ranking of all the city uniforms. And a lot of them are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, if you look on that, you can find it online. Search it. It's pretty cool. A lot of these jerseys are, are pretty neat. I like what the NBA does with this. But they rank the Bucks Mecca Design 12th. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I would uh, put too, it too high. Way down. way too high. <laughs> I don't know. They they kind of they kind of chalked it up to the bold design, and trying to work in. I think they just gave them a good job, guys. A pat on the back, maybe. I don't know. So moving on to NFL news today, got a couple of crazy stuff that happened. Um, I want to first kick it off with Alex Smith breaks his tibia and fibia against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oddly enough, this comes on the 33rd anniversary to the day, like the actual day that Theismann had his career-ending injury. As he exclaimed on Twitter, was reminiscent, he said, almost exactly to the same injury that he had. Now, I did post this out today, so you guys can go see it on social media. It is brutal. I'll give it you is. a disclaimer. Yeah, But, oh, graphic. my goodness. The J.J. Watt, and I can't remember the defensive back that wasn't on that tackle. That was gruesome. And it is such a weird coincidence to have it happen to the day. Oh, I think, man, that's crazy. I think their stadium's haunted or something, or yeah. an Indian burial ground, or this I don't know crazy. what's going on Oof. there. But FedEx Field needs a needs a remake there. Don't be the quarterback at this time next right, year, Colt McCoy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we wish him a speedy recovery and hope that he gets back as quickly as possible, but we don't like to see that from anyone. So we also want to talk about a little bit about Patrick Mahomes' offer. Pete, want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, Patrick Mahomes was offered catch-up for life if he can throw 57 touchdowns. Now, 57 touchdowns is not the record. It is the record, but it's more than the record. 55 touchdowns is the record by Manning in 2013. Uh, 57 is Heinz. Heinz always averages uh, advertises 57 varieties, so... They want him to uh, hit 57 so that they can use him for advertisement and give him so, catch up for life. So what do you think the likelihood of him actually achieving that record actually wait, wait. is? Hashtag mustard is better. Uh, hashtag no way. Oh, I hate I'm, not a, oh, I'm not a mustard person. Gross. Indigestion. Gross. I like catch up like a six-year-old kid does. So On everything. Right. What, do you put it on eggs? No. Yes. I don't either. I oh. do actually. Oh, double gross. That's why. That's the only thing That's I why put you it don't on. Like ketchup. Oh. Don't put uh, it on a hot dog. Like, hey, Mike. Don't tell Pete, but that's strike two. Yeah, I mean, he's just Dang about it. gone. So Mahomes would have to break the record by two. That does seem like a tough feat. Basically, they'd have to be playing for the one seed, right? The only way it happens, you'd have to really be trying. Right. Because with the Patriots losing, I mean, they they don't really have anybody in the AFC, And right? the Chargers lost again Chargers today. Chargers lost again today. Steelers did win. 
but they are they have a they tie have thrown two in losses there. yeah and a tie so, so so what do we have like six games to go and he's at 31 and it he plays plays well i guess he's yeah he plays tonight so it's seven seven weeks to go for him technically 31 so that means he'd need to get 26 more yeah, I'm gonna say it. It doesn't happen, but he he might make it interesting. Uh, I mean, the beginning of the year he was chucking them <laughs> at a quick rate. So yeah, you start getting close to the postseason. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And we'll one see. one little fun fact is uh, Joe DiMaggio when he had his legendary hitting streak going. Supposedly he was promised ten thousand dollars by Hines if he could get it to fifty-seven game hitting streak, and he'd be their spokesman. Ended at fifty-six. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, missed out on Heinz is so really Heinz missing. Jink. Yeah. They're missing on the sports here. Jinxing all of jinxing our all sports of heroes. So Lamar Jackson kicked off his NFL starting career with a win. Flacco got that first the, big contract after the Super Bowl, and then he's been nothing. He just saw the signs with his crazy, perfect hair, just staring off in the abyss. So the question is: Next week, if Flacco's healthy, who starts? Have we seen the end of Joe Flacco? Lamar Jackson had over 100 yards rushing. I think it's an easy choice for them. I think Harbaugh is basically coaching for his job at this point. Oh, yeah. He's he's got to make that choice. turn the offense over to Jackson. I think if he puts Flacco back in there, he's basically just setting himself up for being fired. Right. Uh, Maybe he wants to be the Packer coach next year. Who knows? Might take him. So the thing was, Daniel Carlson, anybody remember him? Oh, was he a Viking? Yeah, kicker for the Vikings. Finally actually figured out how to kick a field goal. One uh, game winner. Kicked a 35-yard field goal to give the Raiders their second win on the season. Congrats, Gruden. You're earning that $100 million contract. So I will have to admit, I could easily coach this Raiders team to two victories, and I wouldn't take $100 million to do it. Right now. Are you saying offers the on the table made offers a poor on the table. financial decision? Just win, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, if Ghost of Al Davis... Or Mike Davis for his actual son would want to reach out to me. I'm happy. You can wait. I, I would go to Vegas. I'll wait for Vegas. Uh, you could have it as a crazy fan decides to take over NFL team. As long as you have your son as your offensive coordinator, you're going to win a lot of games. I, I know think. Madden yeah. style. Hey, we'd Pretty make good. we'd make old players at this point, but we'd make young coaches. So for just sure. look at it that right. way. Oh, we're still in our prime. Yeah. And then I have to talk about Saints look really elite. They totally dominated a must-win Eagles team, forty-eight to seven. Yeah, Ertz only had one catch. Yeah, that was not just, good for you. No, not good for you. No, for Absolutely all my fantasy, destroyed the Eagles. Uh, I know we talked before about would we switch our picks to the Saints? Pete switched his pick. It's probably a smart move. Looking st- pretty good I'll so far. I'm, I'm, Rams, I'm still saying Rams, but you look every week. It looks better and better that he made a good flopper. choice. Yeah, Drew Brees continues his MVP march, completing 22 of 30 passes for 363 yards, four touchdowns, and even better, zero interceptions. He's very efficient, and he makes it look so easy. Yeah, the Saints, they always have such a fun offense to watch. They do. They make everything look easy, big play after big play. So one thing in the NFL, there's only a couple blowouts today and a lot of close games. I don't know. if Do you guys like this parody? I think, yeah, it makes things more interesting. I don't want to see the same teams over and over again. Maybe to a certain degree you want one or two of the big-time franchises good, like the Steelers, the Patriots, Packers, but I kind of like seeing stuff like last year where all of a sudden the Jaguars are making a run at the Super Bowl. No doubt. I just think as a Packer fan, when our team's not doing good the last two years, I'm just noticing more maybe that – you got the first couple, and then all of a sudden it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> I did kind of find it interesting that with this this year, there's a lot of outside teams that decided like, oh, maybe they're going to be contenders and kind of beat the door a little bit to kind of enter. And they kind of disappeared in the second half of the season. I think Pittsburgh, we kind of roped them off, and they're now coming back as legit contenders. I don't know. Jacksonville's di- completely disappeared. They were kind of like the darlings this year, kind of taking over the, was it the AFC South? and. Just kind of also disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Now luck is back. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts are a thing again. Definitely. No, it's just H- a thought. Houston's on a big winning streak. They're like what, up to seven games in a row. I believe I think. so. Yeah. Yeah, and killing quarterbacks. Yeah. Oof. Don't bring Ugh. that back up again. Gives me shivers. Don't look, but look. <laughs> and last thing I want to report, it was kind of interesting. Adam Schefter reported this morning that the Browns 
we talk a lot about the Browns. I just notice all almost every week they make it easy because they can't they, stop being the Browns, and they make us feel better about our situation here in Green Bay. But the Browns reportedly were reaching out to former Secretary of State under George W. Bush's administration, Condoleezza Rice, as a candidate for their open head coach. This had to just be some sort of publicity stunt, right? The fact that this is meant... I know she was involved in the college football playoff committee, but other than that, I don't know if she has I don't know, any I don't business... I know what credentials she has yeah. to coach an NFL team, but hey, if some of the other coaches made made appearances, I don't know. All I can say is when I pulled Pinchy out of that tank and killed him, I did him a favor. Sorry, <laughs> Cleveland. I just think. So, yeah, but the Browns and Condoleezza Rice quickly shot this down. She isn't going to join the Browns. So now wrapping up NFL talk, we'll move into NBA and the Bucks. What do you got for us, Pete? So, guys, a couple news items. Uh, John Henson has wrist surgery. He'll likely lose his bonus that he's supposed to appear in 60 games or more. So we're just going to save us in a cap, but it might not save the Bucks. And according to depth, it kind of kind of hurts their did, depth a little bit. Did somebody Tanya Harding him? I did because of loved him because of the the bet on the three pointers. Yeah. I don't want to have to buy. I don't want to have to buy his jersey. Who he's stuck at? He actually is over thirty five percent by a just a hair. So but, I mean that kind of hurts and so helps te- your so butt. I was gonna say technically, since you knocked him out for a good chunk of time, does that now keep him at that percentage? It you does. I locked it in. I did that so I could buy his jersey. Oh, I see what you did there. I think now you have to get the the mecca jerseys. So it it will make it interesting. Pete pointed this out smaller sample size means bigger swing fluctuations yeah in the shooting percentage so yeah you never know what's going to happen there but we wish he had him i, I think it makes yeah. a big difference with the depth i think you're going to see Ilya sova at the five a lot more um maker's going to play a lot more obviously who, who is mccor no you didn't quite get it wow Thon maker Thonis. shot taker heartbreaker is there gonna we have go to play. <laughs> it's gonna have to yeah, play it a little more so yeah i think that's why we saw him in that one game probably. On. yeah <laughs> so another one is dante DiVincenzo. he had a had a quadricep uh bruise or something he's like he was out for the next uh, couple games starting with the bulls so he'll miss uh i think denver and then he'll be back probably wednesday against the trailblazers yeah you want to get him back he's a rookie get him as many reps and game action as possible so we did have one game though on friday it was uh the jabari parker return bucks won 123 to 104 but as the score says doesn't mean how the game went yeah and the bulls played out of their minds especially in that first quarter jabari he seemed to go after Giannis a couple times he wanted when Giannis was guarding him he wanted to to take shots so yeah jabari had let me let me check here. He had 14 points, I believe, right. in the first quarter, and then he only ended up with 21. So Giannis yeah. said, "It's pretty typical of him, actually." Giannis said, "I'm going to shut you down, pretty much." So yeah, and Giannis said, "Oh, I better start trying a little harder." Like yeah, Justin Justin Holiday hit six for six from three point land. He could not miss. He could not miss at all. I know the frustrating part was the Bucks were playing really sloppy basketball, and they kept turning the ball over. I know, I heard Ted Davis mention. The first five turnovers the Bucks had resulted in 12 points, which means the Bulls came down and scored on every possession, including two threes. Right. So it was just like the worst case scenario is just watching the Bucks throw the ball away and just leading to layups and threes and everything went wrong. Yeah, it was an amazing thing. Like the Bulls came in ranked third in defensive efficiency into that game, and it kind of felt like they were just going to continue that. The Bucks scored scored 46 points in the third quarter. They had a huge third quarter. So it was 46 to 17 they, in that yeah, third quarter to come back. They were down points. 22. Right. I mean, it's amazing what they did to come back and and actually win by, what, 19? So I think we knew the game was going to start out kind of like that. The Bulls, I think, are in the top half of the league on, on their quick starts in the first half. I got a few quick messages off from, from Matt, our friend Matt. From the Anstill podcast, a he's a very fan. big Chicago fan, and I didn't want to have to talk to him about it after we lost, and we were already down by eighteen at half. But it was it was a good, as Pete mentioned, it was a good third third quarter where we threw down forty six points. Giannis and, still been doing Giannis things. I mean, he had twenty three, thirteen boards, four assists, and three blocks. But is this is this the type of win, Mike, that you you wanted to see? I guess you were kind of talking about it last podcast with Memphis. Yeah, obviously Memphis would be a little more impressive. The Bulls are a young team, and they're even missing a couple of their guys. Like they're true. missing 
you know, uh, Markkanen, yeah, Portis is out. So for being young, they're also a little bit injured. But it's still nice to see that, yeah, we played so poorly in the first half. And then, like, I was starting to think we're going to lose this game. Yeah, they shot out of a cannon in that third quarter. It was the blood show in that uh, third quarter. And if you look at in the East, trios, kind of look at the Sixers now having their their big three. With the Bucks, would you say it's Giannis, Middleton, and they they need Bledsoe to be their third best player? Uh, I I don't think so. I mean, I think you get it. You get a different guy in that third spot. Maybe it's more of a tandem yeah. for the Bucks, and you get a different guy every night. Bledsoe's going to have nights where he's not going to hit shots, and he's just going to miss those layups. Sometimes it's going to be frustrating. He's going to miss free throws, but when he do, when he has a game like he had against the Bulls, that's what I remember. Bledsoe from the Suns. Yeah, like he was just hitting big shots scene. and just driving no to the shots hoop. And he, but he, he, he's so good at creating. Yeah, he definitely. Space and gets to the whole like that cut and dish and and just taking it strong. Yeah, yeah. maybe uh, we're just a little more like the Celtics than the Sixers, where it's kind of just quality across the board. Like the starting lineup's pretty solid for the Bucks. Obviously, Giannis is the big star, but like Lopez, Brogdon, everyone right. is a capable scorer. I think, I think that's what's exciting about us because it could be a different guy every night. I think the one and two. I think you're, like Middleton's going to get his. Giannis is going to get his. What's interesting is we can always count on either Bledsoe, whether Ilosova has a good game. Like you said, the Lopez, it could be any one of those guys. Even like come come up with a, that. Connaughton has a, has had a couple surprise moments. So yeah, there's some quality on this team. The nice part about Bloodso, he also had a seven thousandth career point against the Bulls. So congratulations to him. Yeah, good work, good career milestone. But yeah, it's 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 interesting watching these games because they're down twenty two. I should be mad and and like, are they going to come back and like just be disappointed and turn it off? Right. That's how usual. Pete would probably act knowing what they're doing and this is not kid coaching them right and it's just amazing watching this team just come back within seconds like I I, I missed two minutes of this the start of the third quarter and right. it went from 19 down to 10 right like I'm like they're what so just quick. happened even the Memphis game the way they cut down eight points relatively quickly yeah was it, pretty amazing if this was the box of the past few seasons I probably would have just expected it to be a loss and write it off but even though I was getting real frustrated at halftime, I still thought, well, we can turn this game around. I had faith that like I mean, they can still I win. S- I still felt like it was the Bulls, though. I mean, it, like Memphis, I felt like was a was a little bit tougher test than the Bulls yeah. team. Yeah, because I mean, Memphis's two best players are both pretty, you know, legit good NBA players. The Bulls are still kind of finding their way. They're they are very young when you look at guys like Wendell Carter and right Archie Diacono. <laughs> But yeah, minutes. Levine came in averaging about 25 a game, I yeah, believe. I he only had 15. He was 6 for 20 in field goals, but I believe like the Bucks blocked like every single <laughs> shot he had in the lane, which is a tough guy to, to take down because he can dunk it and he yeah. can sky high. Well, it's funny. I think I saw you post those messages on, on our group chat about... Oh, he had another block. Oh, he got blocked again. Are we blocking every shot? Levine's yeah, I up? wish I would have counted it up. It had that to be at least amazing. five, but... But yeah, it's fun watching the Bucks when they're blocking shots like that and just playing good defense and, yeah. and the defensive end making stuff up happen on offense. Right. I think also makes winning a the battle of the Lopez brothers. Yes, Bro- we got, we got the better Lopez brother. Yeah, better I mean, looking at least. You don't like a uh, homeless caveman, Robin Lopez, My, minor Lopez. <laughs> yeah, man, that mustache was just like f- flying out of his out of his nose. It looks like sideshow Bob with a drinking problem. <laughs> So the Bucks are now eleven and four, right? And they're off to their best start for the season since the nineteen ninety ninety one season. How you guys feeling? Is that Sherman Douglas here? Todd Day? It sounds like it sounds like it doesn't. Vin it? Baker? That was probably a bleed over Baker? from the eighties. I feel it might pretty be good. Cummings, yeah. I don't know. The only loss at home was that Memphis game we talked about, which was a close game. Right. Maybe they haven't played the toughest teams, but seven and one at home is seven and one. I think they've played some pretty tough teams, though. They played Memphis, Portland Trailblazers. They played the Warriors. Yeah, I guess they uh, played Charlotte. They played the Sixers. They yeah, played tough teams. And looking at the home games, they they beat the Tor- Toronto in that game of no Giannis, no Kawhi. Right. But they also beat Indiana and Philadelphia at home. So they've played tough games. I I think this team's legit, and I think they're going to continue to show how how good they are. So the latest NBA power rankings are out. Golden State's number one, but who or where do you think the Bucks are? 
I think I'm going to guess four. I haven't really seen them, so. I think they were three last week. I'm going to say they stayed right there. Ding, ding. Winner, winner. Lobster dinner again. No, lobster dinner. Pinchy mm. gets cooked. So who's rare. number two? Toronto still, even though with their losing streak. They did lose three games. They've had Kawhi sit out. He's been a little banged up, but I don't know. That's it's. It seems like it's pretty even between the Bucks and the Raptors right now. I just feel like controls the East. I don't know. I feel like Toronto should still be number one, or should have been number one. I don't. I don't know about how I agree with the Warriors being number one. I can still see their appeal, even though the drama with Draymond Green and KD they seem to turn it around a little bit. So, I mean, they kind of stick there because they still make other teams look like they're playing a JV squad. Yeah, I think it's just... Even though we did the same to them. Nobody wants to go out on a limb and say they aren't the best team in the league, even if it's just power rankings. Right. Yeah. So the Bucks kind of have a four-game slate coming up here. Monday, they play against Denver. Wednesday, Portland. Friday, against Phoenix. And then Saturday, against San Antonio, who beat the Warriors. Yeah. Nice home win for the Spurs. So that's our last four games of our nice six home trip here. And then enjoy the jerseys tomorrow in the court. I'm sure they'll have the Mecca court too, so it'll just blend into the court, oh, right? That's a radio game for me. Yeah. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I'd be blinded. So as we wrap up the episode, let's do a quick talk about our fantasy football results. So as you recall, the last episode we talked about doing a weekly draft, and this week is in, and... We, first, I want to just kind of apologize for that draft. We we tried to do it live. It was pretty brutal. So Yeah, it was it was hastily done and <laughs> yeah. maybe a little disjointed. We'll we'll figure it out. Like the first episode was a little rough and we're getting better and better as we yeah, go. Yeah, remember so. we're standing kitties now. Yes. Right. Standing kitties. We stand. So what was the results? So I won the, the first week, the inaugural week of really? said draft. Come Automatically congrats. picked congrats. one one yeah. player. San Quan. St. <laughs> Quentin Barkley. Right away he scored. I was like, God, uh, Amy's yes. going to win this. So I won 121.5 to Mike's 97.4 to Pete's 70.6. Oh, how typical. So you take five points. I get three. Pete gets one. On do, to. Do I deserve one? <laughs> you do. Hey. We don't want to hurt your feelings. Okay. You're our bronze Zach medal, Ertz Pete. really let me down. That's for sure. So since we're not doing a midweek episode, we decided this week we are going to do a Thanksgiving games only round Mm -hmm. and we are going to draft that one. So randomizing who goes first, Pete gets the first pick overall. Remember, only Thursday games. Which is Lions, Bears, Redskins, Cowboys, Saints, Atlanta, Saints, Falcons. So it's only NFC teams. I still can't All believe NFC that. All NFC Thanksgiving, yeah. Anyway, so you're on the clock, sir. Okay. A lot of choices here. You have, what, Ezekiel and Julio. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I got to go with Camaro. After the Saints' big showing today, yeah, you want yeah. a chunk of their offense. Against the Falcons, I think that's a good choice. I like a night game, too. Yeah. Really late. Late win. I like it. Okay, so Andy. So now I'm on the clock. Um, this is hard because they're limited games. The running backs get pretty scarce, so I'm going to go ahead and go Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys. So both of you guys go running back. Yep. Gives me the tough choice of, do I want to go quarterback and take Alex Smith? Oh, wait, not him. Uh, or go wide receiver? Because I am going to gamble, and I think since both of you passed on wide receivers, I'm going to take Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. And have nice. my wide receiver back to spots back. locked up, and hopefully I don't regret it by not getting a quarterback or running backs. Yeah. Andy, you should not go quarterback this time, please. Right. So Michael Thomas was a good one. I was kind of looking to hope he got snuck through, but I should know better. I know you're a big Saints fan, so he did not squeak through. But as Pete mentioned, I do think I want to get the best quarterback available I just can't on shut Thursday. My mouth. Alex Smith. Alex Smith, obviously. And I'm going to go with Matthew. Nope, just kidding. Drew Brees. I'm going to go Drew Brees Saints. That was my next pick. I was hoping he would drop. So of the top five picks, three of them were the Saints offense, which isn't surprising. Right. So let's see here. Two picks to Pete. I have a running back. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of choices. I think I'm going to go. He had a big day today. I think I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. Galladay or Galladay? 
Galladay. I Galladay. switched the letters there. Uh, I see what you did there. Anyway, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go him. I think I, even against uh, the Bears, I think they'll be behind. He'll probably have a decent day. Marvin Jones is banged up. He was their go-to. Yeah. Right. He's their only guy there, so why not? Shipped Golden State the to next Philly. One, next one, you took my breeze. I was going to hopefully go breeze. So Don't get nervous now. I know Mitch threw a couple of interceptions, but he is against the Lions. So let's just go Mitch. Why not? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take some risks. Ooh, I, f- I don't feel good after this week, so we'll go we'll go Mitch Trubisky. So you make it easier on Mike, not have to worry about yeah Mike quarterback yeah, anymore. Just draft quarterback last. Class. I can make Man. I did that this week with Matt Ryan. So I can yeah I can pencil him in as Mister Irrelevant this draft. Probably he was Mister Irrelevant last draft. So Mike kind of snagged the two best wide receivers uh, for Thursday. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and make things difficult for you guys. I'm going to go carry on Johnson. Carry on my wayward son, Johnson, as my second running back. It was that Bears defense. So to me, two picks. Like I said, I don't have to worry about quarterback going, so this is going to be running back, running back turn for me. The debate here is, do I want either of the Bears guys, Tevin Coleman? No, none of them. <laughs> Taking the last chunk of the Saints offense, I can. Mark Ingram. I'm taking Ageless Wonder, the guy that Colt McCoy is going to hand <laughs> off to every play, Adrian Peterson. Good idea. Oh, boy. I sure hope that the Saints don't put in a stinker for you coming in on a short week. Yeah, because I'm all in on the Saints and like every fantasy team I do. I can't wait for the text to be flying back and forth about Kamara versus Ingram. I'll be sleeping. I'll be in a turkey coma. Yeah, good oh, idea. man. I'm about to get better draft quickly. Quick yeah, keep going. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to go Amari Cooper. I don't have any wide receivers. He looks to be the best one available that I have. And Pete still um, needs a wide receiver? Yes, so I do. Hopefully you snipe him. I need a wide receiver and a running back here. So I think I'll just go, might as well just go running back right away. Cohen, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm going to go Howard. I'm all in, all in with Howard. You think he has more touchdown upside than Cohen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Lions, I got to go against the Lions. And then uh, I'll go Traquan Smith. He had a big That's game a, today. Yeah, yeah, breaking up. Breaking up party. Saints well represented in this. Yeah. <laughs> Not shocking. So, Andy, you're up. Yep, so I'm going to wrap up with my wide receiver last pick. I'm going to go Kelvin Ridley. I thought about going with one of the Bears wide receivers, Allen Robinson, or even who's the mystery guy, Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, he's been um, pretty good. He's kind of been blowing up. You but don't want Dachshund? No, I want nothing to do with anything no? passing no related Washington? on Washington. Washington nothing. is barely nothing. represented. Jordan Reed, no. We're no. lucky that even Adrian Peterson was drafted. I yeah, mean, there was I a toss have, up. I should have taken Cohen Tevin, just to have no Redskins. Adrian or Peterson's going to have Coleman. like three you touchdowns. You either one of those guys. Calvin Ridley's my pick. All right. And as I said, I'm already, I already penciled him in as Mr. Irrelevant. I'll pair right. Matt Ryan and Julio McCoy. Jones. And that would be the, if I won with <laughs> Colt McCoy, that would be a great fantasy showing, but I got to go Matt Ryan. So, All right. so the so. three of you still tracking at home, um, my starting lineup, Drew Brees, Ezekiel Elliott, on Johnson, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. Mine is Matt Ryan at quarterback, Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson at running back, and then Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, power duo at wide receiver. And my team looks to be the best, obviously. Mitch Trubisky, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> Jordan Howard, Kenny Galladay and Traquan Smith. How in the world <laughs> did this happen? In a three-person draft. I drafted first. Like, granted, I got. I think I got the best player. I probably I don't know though. Kamara, number one. How did? How <laughs> in the world did I do this? I'm terrible. I mean, it, I mean, it looks fantasy. pretty funny. I mean, you'll probably be all right. Mitch Trubisky's showing up. It's just scary to me to pick <laughs> a Bears quarterback to go. But uh, hey, never know. You wanted, to, you wanted to leave Mike with Matt Matt Ryan. So I'm already down nice by so many points. Might as well just <laughs> risk it every week now. This is typical I'm, fantasy for right. Pete. He's given up after one week. <laughs> <laughs> He's mailing it in. And speaking of mail, take it away, Andy. <laughs> All right, for those of you still listening to us, we appreciate it. Um, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Well, how are you guys cooking your turkey? What do you think? What's your favorite my, way? My favorite way to cook my turkey. My mom will do it. Ooh. Good man. plan. Well, napping. <laughs> man, no, I, I like I like to to brine mine in beer. Very nice. I I we grilled it one year and it was great. So I, I recommend grilling instead of baking. 
I'm going to my brother's house. He always does the brine, too. That is the way to go. Yeah, do a Guinness brine for 12 hours. Oh, anyway, that's stuff. another podcast. <laughs> Happy is. Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, so keep the questions coming in the mailbag. We'll be back next Sunday, Monday, to give you guys another episode. So reach out to us at questionabletoreturn.com slash mailbag or the social media places, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn, Twitter at Q2Return. You can tweet me at Andy Nineman. Mike? You can find me at Mike R. Daly. P. Cozy Jr. All right, guys. Keep up the five-star reviews. We really appreciate it. It helps us out. Uh, recommend us to a friend. Otherwise, like we said, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. We're out. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Peace. Bye. Toodles.